Blog Talk Radio.
Wow, I feel like I wanted to start this lineup saying, you better thank him. You better thank him. You got something to thank him about, and that him is God. That him is Jesus. That him is the almighty living God. My, 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 my. Ooh, say what the enemy thought was going to take you out has actually ended up being your ministry mm, that will help so many people. I thank God for each and every one of you that have called in on today. I thank God for anyone that's listening via uh, the World Wide Web, anyone that's um, listening in what other or ever forum you have. I'm just so grateful that you took time to spend it with us on this morning because you could have been anywhere. You could have been with anybody, but you're here with us. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Minister Sheila so that she could pray with us and for us. But I want to, while she's praying for us, I want you to pray with her and think about what if God had have told me to call on you to pray for an hour or to pray for us or with us for an hour. Would you be ready? Mm. Go ahead on, Minister Sheila. Good morning, good morning, good morning to each and every one of you. I just want to thank God for today that has brought us into another day of life. Another day that he gives us life, I call it another birthday. It's another new day of life. It's another day, a new day for us to praise him and thank him and glorify his name because without him we would not have seen the light of today. We would not even be here if it wasn't for his gracious love and mercy. But, Lord, I said I thank you, and I thank you for each and every one that you have blessed with life today and for us to remember and to know no matter what we're going through with our families, within ourselves, our jobs, our neighborhood, schools, or just even within ourselves, God has the way to bring you through, to show you the way to let you know with him he can bless and make everything that the demon devils He's trying to attack you with. He can remove them. He can show you how to go through them. He can bring you through any and everything. You just have to believe and trust and wait on God and the Son, Christ, Lord Jesus, that they are the miracles. They are the mighty Father and Son. They can do what no other can do. They can do no more than you let them. You fight them, you lose your blessings, you lose your blessings, and you lose. To just remember, wait on God. You might need it now, but he is always on time. No matter what we're going through, the devil is always trying to convince us that he is the way. He can make everything so much better. You might start with a bright light, but as you pay, if you pay attention as it goes along, you see how the light dims and get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer to you in the darkness of hatred, ugliness, too unbelievable to know that you chose to go his way when God could have made the light so bright that you could not imagine how beautiful and loving the Father and Son is. But I give honor to you for possibly let Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Pastor Reverend Lawrence Seabury, Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright, Minister Margot McCoy, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Dr. Serena Wright, Missionary Mothers and Evangelists, Linda Handy and Tony Montgomery, and to all that it is, Dr. Serena Wright. Lord, I just thank you for this whole blessed family that you have blessed me into the ones that I know and don't know and to the surroundings that, God, I know that you have kept us from all hate and danger, no matter how much the devil tries to take 
take advantage of us and take our lives from you. But, Lord, we have our faith, our love, and our trust that they, he cannot break. No matter how much ugliness he sent towards us to break our spirit, Lord, we know with you that the wall cannot be broken. The fence cannot be broke down. That the atmosphere will stay beautiful and for whatever, no matter what ugliness, bacteria, smell, or life he's tried to put into us to tempt tempt us. But we know the temptation can look so good, but it will make you end up so ugly. But God, I thank you and I thank you for all my sisters and brothers, daughters, sons, granddaughters, grandsons, nieces, nephews, uncles. I just thank you for my spiritual world and my bloodline family. But Lord, I just thank you. It is so much I can thank you for that there's not enough time for me or any of us on this earth to say all the blessings and the miracles and the love you have shown us and to bless us through this government to let them know you are here for all of us. No matter what your sex, creed, color, religion, no matter what, we are all sons and daughters in this life of God our Father and the Son, Lord Jesus. God, I just thank you and thank you to the law enforcement that to all that you have put on this earth, that there are man laws, but your laws are the best, that we need to all come together and obey you and love you and to cherish you, because yet you have given us more than we deserve when we have been so ugly and disobedient and not obeying your ways and laws and love and life that yet you still have mercy on us to give us another day of life. But, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and like I said, I cannot thank you enough. I thank you for taking us over the highways, the byways, and to keep us safe and to bring us all back home. And I thank for all the granddaughters and grandsons, nieces and nephews that all is going to their graduations this year that have made it through these school years that have been hard time, but yet gave them the love, the knowledge, and the know-how how to keep it on and to bless them and to let them know that we all love them and we love you for loving them and appreciate the lives that they gave us to proceed themselves and the ones that I don't know, that to all the graduation young men and ladies that is going through to ask the academic world of to knowing and to help and to better themselves and hopefully be able to help and love others to better themselves, to bring them out of whatever they're going through. There's drugs, alcohols, gang banging, or just to give them the knowledge of a beautiful world and take them out the ugly worlds because, Lord, we need to. To bless us that we can walk the streets, drive our cars, live in our house, and don't have to worry about the devils and the demons coming in to hurt us. Because yet we know the weather is a situation in which can cause a bigger problem here in this world. But, Lord, we need you to cover us and bless us and to remove all this hatred out of these neighborhoods within ourselves, families, our jobs. Let them know ugly is ugly, but God can make it all beautified. He can beautiful, make everything beautiful that you think is so ugly, but you got to trust and believe in him. And I just want to thank you, Lord, and thank you for listening to the Sunday morning service each and every Sunday morning from 9.30 Central Standard Time, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time with Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. And on this Monday um, for Iron Sharpen Iron, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright as the speaker to bring in the message for the day of the speaker and to bless us all. And I believe this is the fourth Monday. I might have it wrong, but please correct me. 
Thank you, Sir Prophet Antoine Thomas, um, man of good words, natures, and understanding the powerful words of God that put into his life. And on Fridays, on Monday is also on blog talking and Facebook, excuse me, and on Fridays, uh, let's talk with Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas. Uh, this is the fifth Friday. I might need a correction, but I believe it might be still. Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright and Prophet Antoine Thomas, which is a powerful team of a man and woman, relatives in the family and in God, with mighty messages and and testimonies and scriptures, which is 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to remember our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. But we all need to bless ourselves to thank the Lord for blessing us and to let him know we love him for loving us. We thank him for forgiving us. But God, we thank you and we ask you to show us where we wrong. Show us your way to lead us the right way. No matter what you're going through, ask God, the Father and Son, for the direction, the way he has for you, what is the menu for him for you today, that we might be the right way and to step the right way and lead and to love the right way that God has for us in the Son, Christ, Lord Jesus. I just want to thank God and thank God and thank God because if it wasn't for him, we would not be here today. Back to you, Apostle. Amen. Thank you, Minister Sheila. Um, just one thing, until tomorrow is going to be the awesome, dynamic trio of Elder Tony and Ron Montgomery, uh, along with um, Minister Sylvia. Every fourth Monday, they teach on, teach on marriage, relationships, family, just awesome. So just wanted to add that. Um, I just wanted to let you know, I, I pray that you're feeling the revival of God that has been released in the atmosphere since 2022. So be ready. Be ready. Be ready for the revival of God. Because as we embark on the various revivals and things that he has for us, we have to be ready. We may need to pray for somebody for an hour. We may need to pray with somebody for an hour. And if today God had a said, Minister um, Sheila, Minister Margo, Minister um, Sylvia, um, Aunt Catherine, I mean, just whoever, if he had a said, I need you to pray on the air for an hour, let's be ready. Let's be ready. So let's get into a few questions before I get into the scriptures. Have you been somewhere and you talked to somebody and when they saw you, and how they treated you was different than when they didn't know what you looked like and who you looked like. Have you ever needed someone or some people to do something and you expected one thing, but it came another way? Well, I want you to know that happened to Jesus as well. Many of the people that were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, wanted a king on the earth at that time, not knowing that he was actually still that. But let's get into what the message on today is about. And I pray that I get to get through all of it because I have quite a few notes. So let's talk about Mark 14, and we're going to read the message version. And we're going to read the message version for verses 13 through 65. So just bear with me because I'm going to read these scriptures because it's very important that we understand uh, what's going on. So we're going to read, um, we're going to start at verses 22, uh, verse 22, and then we 
going to go on to 64. So in the course of the meal, having taken, blessed the bread and broke it and gave it to them. Then he said, take, this is my body, take the chalice. And he gave it to them, thanking God that they all drank from it. And he said, this is my blood, God's new covenant, poured out for many people. I'll not be drinking wine again until the day, the new day, when I drink it in the kingdom of God. They sang a hymn, and then they went directly to the Mount of Olives. Jesus told them, you're all going to feel that your world is falling apart and that it's my fault. There's a scripture that says, I will strike the shepherd and the shepherd will scatter. But after I have raised up, I will go ahead of you, leading the way to Galilee. Peter blurted out, even if everyone else is ashamed of you, mm -mm -mm, when things fall to pieces, I won't be. Jesus said, don't be so sure. Today, this very night, in fact, before the rooster crows, Twice, you will deny me three times. And he blustered in protest, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. All the others said the same thing. Now, let's get on to when he was in Gethsemane. This is uh, uh, talking about Jesus. And they came to an area called Gethsemane. Jesus told his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him. He sank into a pit of suffocating darkness. He took them, and I feel bad enough right now to die. Stay here and keep with me. Going a little ahead, he fell on to the ground, and he prayed for a way out. Mm -mm -mm. Papa, Father, you can. Can't you get me out of this? Take this cup away from me, but bless, but please, excuse me, not what I want. What do you want? And he came back and he found them sound asleep. And he said to Peter, Simon, when, uh, you went to sleep on me? Can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert, be in prayer so you don't enter the danger zone without even knowing it. Mm. Don't be naive, part of your eager, ready for anything in God. But another part is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. He then went back and prayed the same prayer. Returning, he found them sound asleep. They simply couldn't keep their eyes open. And they didn't have a plausible excuse. He came back a third time. And he said, are you going to sleep all night? No, you slept long enough. Time's up. The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Get up. Let's get going. My betrayer has arrived. And then the next section is called a bunch of thugs. Now, before we get into this, has people, have people ever looked at you and just sized you up by what they saw, whether it was your skin color, the way you were dressed or whatever? Did they just go ahead and assume that you were uh, an unlearned person, et cetera, et cetera? Well, let's go ahead on with these verses, uh, starting with verse 43. No sooner were the words out of his mouth when Judas and the one out of 12 showed up and with him a bunch of thugs sent by the high priest, religious scholars, leaders, brandishing swords and clubs, and the betrayer had worked out a signal with them. The one I kiss, that's the one, seize him. Make sure he doesn't get away. He went straight to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. And the others then grabbed him and roughed him up. One of the men standing uh, there unsheathed with his sword swung and came down on the chief's priest servant and the looping off of the man's ear. Mm -mm -mm. Jesus said to him, what is this coming after me with swords and clubs as if I was a dangerous criminal? 
Day after day, I've been sitting in the temple teaching, and you never so much as lifted a hand against me. What you, in fact, have done is confirm the prophetic writings. All the disciples bailed on him. Young man was filled along. All had on his bed sheets. Some of the men grabbed him, but he got away and running off naked, leaving them holding the sheet. How many of you have been caught in a situation that was already prophesied by your mother and your mother's mother and and your daddy and your daddy's daddy and your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and your sisters and your brothers? How many have told you the very call on your life? But many didn't agree with that call because you didn't look like what they thought you should look like. Well, the verses go on to talk about how Jesus was condemned to death. The verses go on to talk about how the people that were with him, the disciples, weren't there for him in his time of need. The verses go on to talk about how mighty Jesus was, but it also goes on to talk about how the very people that he came to save even spit on him. They hit on him. They did various things to him in the midst of his call. Well, there's going to be a time that people are going to need you to pray for them. And God's going to need you to know how and what type of prayer to pray for them. If it was an hour that you needed to pray for them, would you be ready? I think you would. Because you could pray the word of God, and guess what? He's going to back it up. So what about if you needed to pray with them, but in a type of prayer that required worship? What about if they needed you to show them how to worship? What about if they needed you to pray with them, but this type of prayer, they needed you to petition God for them. They needed you to intercede for them. What about if they needed you to pray a prayer of supplication and thanksgiving? What about if they needed you to go into spiritual warfare for them? My, my, my. Well, the first type of prayer that they may need you for, which is the praise, you need to know what type of praise. There are several types of praise. Do they need you to show them how to sacrifice everything that's going on around them and give God a total praise? Do they need you to show them how to raise their hands with their hands lifted up and do a yada praise? Do they need you to show them how to have a quiet voice and have a Barak praise? Do they need you to show them to uh, how to praise God in such a way that their soul rejoices? My, my, my. The Hala praise. Do they need you to show them how to praise God and you're praising them with the instruments of song? Do they need you to show them how to do a, a tequila praise and sing along? Do they need you to show them how to praise God and to shout for joy? Do they? But you need to know what type of pray they need you to have. Do they need you to have the prayer of praise? Or do they need you to have the one that's for encouragement? Do they need you to have that petition and that intercession and that supplication prayer? Or do they need you to show them how to give God an expression of praise through your worship, through your music, through the songs that you sing, through the songs that you dance to, through the songs that are even prayer. Have you ever prayed, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Someone said, mm, she said that kind of off key. She sang that. Off key. And then there's this other person over here that says, 
our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy holy name. Does it matter what it sounds like to us? Yes. Because there's a sound that God wants all of us to have that sounds right to him. And it's amazing. Some of the times that I've prayed and praised God with people, earthly sound mm, 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 was not appealing. But their spiritual sound, because they were singing from their heart, when I needed to join in with them, the cracking, the the sounds that to my earthly ear that didn't sound like they were in tune. When God got me in tune to their heart, I no longer heard the crack. I no longer heard the off tune. I heard their heart. I'm going to take a quick break to say this. On this year alone, God has had me to pray for others, not for myself, but to pray for others. When something would bother me or something would pop up, he would say, pray that prayer for so-and-so. Pray that prayer for this person. That person is dealing with the microaggressions, that person that needs a decision, that person that needs to be encouraged. I needed encouraging myself. I needed to make a decision myself. But God would lead me to pray for others. And I would have a moaning and a groaning in the spirit realm that was beyond any of the moanings and the groanings that I had prayed for myself. He would empty me out of myself into his word. And I would find myself praying and praising God and saying, God, help them to live right. God, help them. To love you right Oh God Have your way Have your way And it was amazing Because the more I prayed And I studied How God wanted me to pray Not how I wanted to imitate Someone else or how I wanted to have the sound of this apostle or this evangelist or this minister, but how I wanted to have a unique sound that God wanted me to lead people in worship and then sometimes just between me and him and the heavenly host of angels. The art to worship is allowing God's purpose and will to be heard. Not some of the charismatic stuff that people are out here doing and if God allows them to do it, I accept what God allows. But I'm learning that when I worship God, And when you worship him as well, that whether it's singing, praying, dancing, it has to be about obeying God and obeying what God wants to be done, what he wants to be prayed, what he wants to be sung. How I was talking to Minister Sylvia on yesterday, and we were talking about Prophet Antoine and the prophetic um, voice that God had 
been releasing, not that he hadn't been doing it all the time, but lately, and how the words that God was putting in him and through him was blessing us. And we talked about how sometimes when he danced, him and Kirk Franklin and others, that it may have seemed unseemingly, but how it reminded us of how when he was dancing, he was going to dance out of his clothes just like David did. And see, when you're praying and when you're praising God and it's pleasing unto God, it doesn't have to be pleasing unto me. Because when Michael looked at her husband, she thought that his dancing was unbecoming because he had danced out of his clothes. How many times have you sung until in the spirit realm it was like you sang out of your clothes? How many times have you prayed and you prayed out of your clothes? You prayed out of yourself. You prayed out of your self-righteousness. You prayed out of your agenda. You prayed out of your motives. Till everything that you prayed was God. I accept you, allow God, be it unto me according to your word. God, not my will, but your will be done. God, have your way. Show me your Shekinah glory. God, I submit everything unto you. I lay it before you. I lay prostrate before you. God, what do you want me to say? God, I have this. Uh, sister before me that needs me to pray for her or this brother before me that needs me to tarry with him until he's delivered. I need to pray a spiritual warfare. Ah, God, I need to, to tarry with them until their challenges with sexual identity issues are, have been taken away. The hatred in their heart is taken away. The jealousy and the envy is taken away. The pride is replaced with your love and your hope. The gluttony, the self-righteousness, the hurt and the abuse, the, the betrayal and the unforgiveness. God, help me. Because it's the time and it's the season for me to know that some people call it exorcism, but I need to cast this demonic evil spirit out of them. I need to lay hands on them for they're sick and they need to recover. God, I need to fast and pray with them. God, I need to uh, anoint them with oil. I need for them to be smeared with the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. My God. I need for them to know that it's time for a revival. It's time for an improvement in their very condition. It's time for them to be strengthened into something, strengthened into their call, strengthened into encouragement, strengthened to not be walking around in emotionalism, but walking around in the spirit realm to have the balance of life. God, I, I need to rally with them. God, I need for them to praise you in advance. God, I need for them to know that this is the time for their comeback. This is the time for their renewal. God, I need for them to know that you're about to reestablish them and reintroduce them and restore them. You're about to resurrect them again. You're about to resuscitate them again. You're about to relaunch them. You're about to regenerate them. You're about to revitalize them. You're about to reinvigorate them. You're about to awaken them. You're about to cause them to give birth because they're having contractions in the spirit realm. My, 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 my. They're no longer interested in their agenda. But they've said, God, I've been working for man all these years. I thank you for revitalizing me and rejuvenating me so that now I can do this for you full time in the fullness of your power, in the fullness of your presence, in the fullness of your power and authority, that when I speak, you're speaking through me. And when I pray, you're praying through me. 
And during this revival time, during this purpose in my life, not only will there be a great drawing to you because I'm lifting you up so that you can draw all men unto you, God. But this is the time and the season of a revival that America, Africa, Europe, Asia, and all of the world has never, ever, ever seen before. Because this revival is announcing your soon return. And the difference in this revival is that we're closer to your soon return than we were a hundred years ago. People say, we keep hearing that, we keep hearing that, but it's the truth. If the revival doesn't come until 2045, we're still closer to it than the people in the 1800s, 1900s. If it comes, and if he comes tomorrow, Today is still nanoseconds closer than it was for our parents and our parents' parents. Know this, people, that it's time for a revival. It's time for everything and everybody to come back to God. So the call that's on your life is for such a time as this. It, we're not talking about what you missed or what happened to you years ago. We're talking about today. 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 The day that God is reviving you, restoring you, because he's going to launch you out in a way that you've never been launched before. Your confidence is going to get to a level that it's never been before, because you're going to realize that the people that you're connected to in Smile3E and in the Seabury family and, and the Sinclair family and the Brown family and all of these families are rallying behind you saying, go, 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 go. They're your biggest cheerleaders because even if they're doing things to you in a negative way, they're still saying, go, 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 go. And the way that they're saying go is a way that God's going to show you every time they speak negative of you, every time they do something that disappoints you, he's been there all the time. The angels in heaven, I could hear them say, go. Go. And Sister Sylvia, I got you. Go. Minister Sheila, I got you. Go. Minister Margo, I got you. And there's nothing like God and his heavenly host backing you. If the whole world backs you, they're temporal. But God is eternal. My, 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 my. I don't know what the next 15 years of your life holds. I don't know where your very voice and feet are going to tread. But this I believe and I know that God has told me greater works. Greater works that you're forming has no comparison to what your ladder is going to be. 
the call on your life, the anger, the alcoholism, the whoredom, the distractions are just that. They've been sent to get you off point. They've been sent to make you lose focus. But God's going to use them to make you greater. You'll never be greater than God. But your greatness is going to be so great that you're going to have to be careful that people don't make you their God. And when they do, God's going to expect you to immediately point them to him. Although it may be tempting to take some of his credit, remember he's a jealous God and he's going to make you better, financially better. Spiritually better, emotionally better, your body better, better, better. The revival that he's going to put us on together to bring this sick and dying world to him is beyond anything that we could conceive in our hearts. Imagine in our minds or even write the plan for. So, yes, you will write the vision and make it plain. But I want you to know all of your A to Z's is nothing in comparison to Alpha and Omega. There's things that he will and he wants to do through you that he can't reveal to you because you would not be able to take it. Not because of pride, but because of the overwhelming gift of the greatness that's inside you. I thank God. I thank God. And I thank God that he's showing you and has shown you how to praise him. how to worship him, how to adore him, how to give him everything he's told you he wants from you. Because one of the hardest things to do is to stay focused. So that's my prayer for you today, that God would cause your focus to become so fine-tuned till it's like the end of a needle that pierces through the very linen garment that he's preparing for you to wear every time you worship. For this garment is not an outer garment, but it's an inner garment of the sacrifice of praise that he's going to put in your belly. It's a garment of prayer that's not going to cause what this world calls a move of God, but it's going to welcome in the very presence of God. Show us your glory, God. Show us your glory when we're walking down the street. Show us your glory when we're riding in a car. Show us your glory when we're attending virtual church and face-to-face church. Show us your glory when we're on our jobs. Show us your glory, God, when we're in family events. God, show us your glory when we're with friends. God, show us your glory when the enemy would try to attack us and you would show him that you're our God. Show us your glory so that an enemy we see today we will see no more. Just for an hour, God's going to cause you to 
pray. Just for now, what God's going to cause you to praise him. Just for now, God's going to say worship. Just for now, he's going to say pray for that person or that person. Just for an hour, call that person and not just pray with them, but praise me with them. That's what he's going to say, to praise them. Just for an hour. It's amazing when that hour turns into two hours. It's amazing when those two hours turn into three hours and on and on and on. But hear the prophetic voice of the Lord today that is telling you, go and be greater for him. In Jesus' name, I open up the lines to anyone that wants to speak or do whatever the Lord has called you to do. In Jesus' name, it is so, and so it is. Amen, amen. I thank God for the service on tonight. I mean, sorry, today I really enjoyed it. It was such an awesome word. I am revival ready, and I thank God for releasing the revival in us through all of his vessels, every man and woman of God, whether, like you said, apostles the 1800s or today, is you always have to be revival ready. I thank God for not going by what it looked like. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God, I'd like to thank you, woman of God, for delivering this word on today. Can you pray for an hour? It's a blessing to know that uh, God's word is there for us to pray. But also, as you talked about praying, the prayer of encouragement and supplication and the prayer of praise, there's so much that God wants us to do and what really stuck with me is when you said that God will empty us out of ourselves through praise and intercession for others. I'm going to grab hold to that and use that throughout this coming week for emptying yourself out to us today and allowing us to just get a glimpse of what God is doing in your life. Thank you for sharing this word on today. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Is there anyone else um, that want to cut anyone off or um, anything? I just had one more thing that I needed to do. Um, anyone else? Okay, I'm going to close out the um, service on today with a prayer. Father God, I call out Minister Margot McCoy. Father, I call out Minister Sheila Kaiser. God, I call out Renee Kaiser. Right. God, I call their names out into the atmosphere, into the cosmos. I call their names out into the heavenly realm, God. I ask you that their names would echo in and through heaven. And God, that you would bless them beyond anything they could ever fathom. God, that you would use them in a way that people not only know their name, but the expectation that they have of them will change into line up with your God, anoint them afresh. Anoint them with a hundredfold and higher anointing that would give them a yoke-destroying anointing, that when they enter the room, that there's a glow of your glory. 
your angels huh, all around them ministering. The archangels, God, that there will be a cosmic explosion in their lives. Hallelujah, God. Do it for your glory. You told me to call out their names on this morning, God. Take care of them all. Do it for your glory, God. I don't know what it is about this service on this morning that you told me to call their names out. And obedience. I call their names for the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Whatever you're using them to do, to say. To be for your glory. I ask you to cover them with the blood of Jesus. Let no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh them in the name of Jesus to cause them to be the encourager of those that need to be encouraged. And even to be the encourager of the encourager, my God, which is a, a calling that many do not have. Mm. Take them to the world Take them to the youth Take them to the elderly Take them to those people that seem To think they've been forgotten And God do it for your glory Let them say God did it Not this person, not that person But God, for you're a jealous God Have your way in their lives for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And your word shall not return unto you, Lord God, but it shall accomplish that for which you sent it. You all have a blessed day. Bye-bye.